welcome to Sage and Spirit, a podcast designed to nourish your mind, body, soul, and spirit. I'm your host, Anna Claire Lottie, and I'm so grateful you're here. In this holistic wellness podcast, I'll be having candid conversations with others, exploring topics such as healing with plants, food as medicine, earth connection, spirituality, conscious entrepreneurship, and so much more. Thank you for being here and sharing in this journey with me. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Sage and Spirit. Before I tell you about today's episode, I wanted to just cover a couple of quick things, Um, mainly that as of today's recording, we still have two spaces and one room available for our upcoming women's wellness immersion in beautiful, magical Costa Rica. I will be leading this retreat with my dear friend Sandra Hamilton of Osha Mays Herbals, and we will be embarking with eight to ten women in a deep journey of soul healing, heart healing, and full-on well-being and nourishment. Some of the exciting things that you could look forward to about this trip include three different plant medicine ceremonies. We'll also be working with a local Costa Rican woman for one of those ceremonies where she will be guiding us through a new moon cacao ceremony, offering beautiful intentions with local cacao grown from the indigenous Bribri tribe that she has worked with and trained with in this tradition. This wonderful woman, Nati Fernandez, will also be serving as our chef for the week, and she will be offering us beautiful, home-cooked, organic meals throughout each and every day. And we'll be staying in a private retreat center that's close to the center of town, but also embedded and nestled within the jungle where you can wake up each morning to the sound of howler monkeys and tropical bird song. We'll be close to the Uvita River. We'll also be close to the beaches. We'll be taking an optional day trip to a 90-acre medicinal herb farm and learning all about that operation and the wonderful, sustainable agricultural methods that they are using on this amazing, incredible farm. And we'll also be doing a lot of women's ceremonies or a few women's ceremonies. So we will be offering the beautiful, cleansing, nourishing practice of yoni steams, as well as a uterine healing ritual, again with Nati Fernandez. We'll also spend a morning out on the waters of the beautiful Pacific Ocean in a whale watching expedition where the humpback whales come and meet twice a year in this whale's coast of Costa Rica, the Costa Ballena. And one more thing that you can look forward to, well, in addition to uh, daily morning movement and meditation practices, we'll also be going on a jungle medicinal plant walk with a local Costa Rican woman. She and her mother are healers and also own a restaurant in the vicinity. And we'll be going on a plant walk with them, learning about some of the local plants, the local native plants to this area, how the locals have used them over the years to support their health and well-being. And afterwards, we'll use some of the herbs and plants that we have harvested on this walk for a 
And then we'll all enjoy a really lovely lunch together overlooking the Pacific Ocean while nestled in their outdoor jungle kitchen. So lots more to say about this special event. Again, it's open to a maximum of 10 women. There are currently two spaces left, and this will be taking place March the 27th through April 3rd of this year. So it's right around the corner. We still have time for two more ladies to join us in this really beautiful, heart-nourishing, all-inclusive retreat. If you'd like to learn more about this special journey, you can visit my website at www.dancingsagewellness.com. Dot com slash retreats. So head on over to the website. You can see some pictures of the places that we're going to be checking out, the place that we're going to be staying, the beautiful retreat center with the bamboo forest and saltwater pool and outdoor kitchens and luxury accommodations. So if this is feeling like a special call for you, if you're interested in taking the time and space to navigate your own inner waters and to learn more about who you are and how you want to show up in the world, then we invite you to join us this spring in beautiful Uvita, Costa Rica. So with that being said, I'd like to introduce you to my guest today. And today I am speaking all about the topic of facial cupping with Sakina Dipache. Sakina lives in the UK, although she is actually originally from France. And to tell you just a little bit about her to begin with, Sakina has been practicing acupuncture for the past 10 years, both in the UK and in the US. She started using facial cupping in addition to the acupuncture needles to help alleviate the pain of some of the patients that she was working with who had nerve conditions such as peripheral neuropathy um, and to stimulate muscle strength in paralysis cases such as Bell's palsy. Realizing how beneficial facial cupping was to her patients, she then decided to incorporate this practice into her cosmetic acupuncture treatments. She knew that if she could stimulate paralyzed facial muscles, there was something else in facial cupping that could work in helping to improve overall facial muscle tone in her patients who were looking for more cosmetic benefits. Adding this facial cupping to her traditional acupuncture treatments had an instant positive effect on everyone that she worked with. They loved it. She kept using these techniques with her patients until the 2020 lockdown arrived where she wasn't able to see patients face to face anymore. Using that as a catalyst, she had the idea to share her expertise and knowledge online. After all, what could be more beneficial to her patients than being able to do the treatment by themselves in the comfort of their own home? And that is how her idea of the facial cupping expert was created. And that's how you can find her on Instagram, which I realized after recording this conversation with Sakina, I actually forgot to ask her how people can get in touch with her. So one of the main ways that you can get in touch with Sakina is via Instagram. She has an amazing variety of different videos and all sorts of tips for facial cupping techniques and all different ways that you can use this. So you can find her again on Instagram at the facial cupping expert. 
And then you can also find her website if you want to check out her um, information online or if you want to order her facial cupping kit, which I have ordered from her. I absolutely love it. And if you do order from her, I would recommend going for that extra mini cellulite cup. Um, I have been working with that one and loving that one as well. So you can find her online at thefacialcuppingexpert.com. And of course, I'll include those in the show notes as well. A little bit about today's episode. Basically, we just talked about all of the amazing things that all of the amazing benefits of facial cupping. We talk about the origin of facial cupping and its history in uh, traditional Chinese medicine for thousands of years, the different benefits of cupping overall in general because there's body cupping as well. And we talk about that, how it can help alleviate the pain of chronic disease, um, how it shows up on the body, and sometimes you will see stagnation, arising in sort of marks that you find on the body, but don't be worried because this actually doesn't show up when you're doing facial cupping, especially when you're doing it properly, because in facial cupping, you're actually constantly moving the cup, which she'll talk a little bit more about. She talks about the best time of day to do facial cupping and why she finds this time of day to be the most beneficial. And she also talks about all of these amazing benefits, moving stagnant chi, promoting the movement of the lymphatic system, promoting collagen production. I'll let her tell you all the details, but overall, suffice it to say that I have found this practice to be a really important one in my life. Not only do I feel like it is helping with some of the you know, little fine lines and wrinkles that are starting to show up as I enter my 40th year. Uh, but also, it, it really feels like I'm receiving health benefits too. My face feels better after I do the cupping techniques that Sakina has shared. Uh, I notice better coloration in my face. As we talk about later in the episode, I also notice that the, the whites of my eyes are whiter. So um, I've really gotten into this practice and Again, if this sounds like it's a, at all of interest to you, then I highly recommend checking out the practice yourself, checking out some of Sakina's videos. When you order her facial cupping kit online, um, it comes from the UK, but it actually arrives really quickly if you're in the US. And you also get access to some of her more in-depth and detailed videos with the purchase of the facial cups. So she really walks you through every step of the process. It's all incredibly easy to understand. And again, just myriad benefits that can be achieved with this special practice. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you today to Sakina Dipache. Hello, Sakina. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm really looking forward to our conversation all about facial cupping. And I'd love if you might just want to get started by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you came into doing this work. Yeah, hello, Anna Claire. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's really all mine. Uh, so uh, I started to do facial cupping uh, a long time ago, actually. I am an acupuncturist by trade. And, um, and, and when I was doing uh, acupuncture, very quickly I had a patient who was suffering from Bell palsy, uh, which is a paralysis of one side of the face. And on top of my needle, I really wanted to add something to alleviate 
uh, the pain of the patient. And I, I was thinking to use my cup, you know, my acupuncture cup. So, you know, it's a glass cup that you use with fire. And obviously it's too dangerous to use close to the face. So I was looking online for, I think I must have typed on Google facial cup. I think I did that. And I found in South Korea, this little silicone cup, I got them imported, but it was a long time ago. You know, it wasn't as popular as now it is in the Western world. And I got them. And I, I, the first one I got, I, I, I kept them for a long, long time. And I started using it to alleviate the pain of, of, uh, of my patient or the paralysis of my patient. And it really made a difference. And uh, quick, a few, few, few weeks later, I had another patient with trigeminal neuralgia, which is an inflammation of the nerve. And once again, I used the cup and it really made a difference. So I started to think, okay, if he can, if facial can, cupping can make a difference to my patient who are paralyzed or who have a nerve inflammation, it's definitely going to help my patient who come for cosmetic reason. So it's about 12 years ago, I started to incorporate like facial cupping to all my um, uh, cosmetic acupuncture treatments. That's how, that's how I got started with uh, facial cupping, actually. I love that. Um... So it really started with you in, in helping your patients to alleviate yeah. some of the pain that they were experiencing. And yeah. as we talk a little bit more about facial cupping, um, we'll realize that there's a whole slew of benefits um, that can maybe start with pain reduction, but also aesthetic benefits and all sorts of other things. Um, so thank you for sharing that. It's really interesting to hear. And I've, I had heard of cupping um, and I had gotten, gotten a cupping treatment from an acupuncturist a while back, um, but I had never had facial cupping before. And I guess it, it really hasn't been that long since I first discovered you on social media, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I, mm -hmm. I think I was, I don't even know what I was looking at, but I was scrolling through and I saw one of your videos and was just sort of mesmerized. It looked like such an amazing treatment. And I have a gua sha, you know, that I've been using on my face and that feels really nice. And I felt like it, you know, was yeah. Was, beneficial whenever I would use it. Um, but the facial cups, cups just looked like an entirely different process to me. So um, I bought your starter kit online and got the extra little mini cellulite cup. And I've been loving using it. So I'm really excited to share this with other people, especially people mm -hmm. who maybe haven't heard of this before, or who have tried cupping or acupuncture or gua sha, but never on the face. Um, I just feel so good after doing it. So for those people who are not familiar with this technique, um, mm -hmm. would you maybe explain a little bit about what exactly is cupping, especially as it pertains to facial cupping, where it comes from? It sounds like there's a bit of a Chinese medicine background, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So facial cupping is rooted in uh, TCM, so traditional Chinese, Chinese uh, medicine, and it's been used for a thousand years. So mainly it was used to alleviate the pain of or chronic disease of, uh, of people. And the funny thing, if I remember, is uh, like a few years ago, there were uh, some explorate, some um, people in Himalaya, they found a corpse of a very, very old man. And it was all conserved because uh, it was conserved in the, in, in the ice. I forgot how many years, but thousands and thousands of years. And they found on the body some cupping marks um, all along the bladder channel at the back. 
and uh, of the body and then the leg. And, and, and what is amazing is that I could see that this, uh, this person that had disappeared in the Himalaya and got buried for thousands of years uh, had been using cupping as a therapy for, I, I, I forgot the exact thing, but I think he has a, um, a problem with his hip and he had been using cupping. And, and that was a kind of beautiful, uh, beautiful um, discovery, you know? Uh, so seeing the mark uh, still uh, of the cups still still there. So cupping, yeah. So facial facial cupping, it's it's um, alternative um, therapy that uses facial cup. It could be bamboo, it could be glass, it could be silicone, it can be uh, any cups. They they started like thousands of years with the horns of the animals. Anything that can create a suction, they were putting a little hole at the top of the horn and they will suck it in to create a suction to remove the oxygen out of the of the of the horn we say a horn and that will create a suction okay so uh so so it creates a suction on the skin and that stimulates your your skin and your muscle it improves the blood blood circulation and uh, and and boosts your collagen production and has many 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 benefits but it's a very old technique actually Wow, that's amazing. Um, I remember seeing the photo, I think, on your um, Instagram account of that horn. Of oh, the and horn, it's yeah. Quite yeah. large horn, it looks like. And it reminds me of um, some of the Chinese medicine, the Taoist lineage and the stone medicine. And um, yeah. I remember hearing how acupuncture started with, you know, not the needles that are used today in acupuncture, but actually with stones, with really thin stones. Uh -huh, um, uh -huh. So yeah, if you think that far back, thousands of years, obviously they didn't have the same instruments that we're working with today. And they worked with what they had. And that included bones and stones and all of these really interesting yeah. things. Yeah, and of yeah, course, yeah. now we're, we're working with, like you said, silicone and glass and all these other mm -hmm. instruments. And and the ones that you offer are silicone. And what I really love about them is that they're so flexible and easy to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're different than the one on Amazon or eBay. You know, I've done my little research and experiment, you know. So, yeah, that's it. They are easier to use. They're very simple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I really appreciate that. Um, so that's also fascinating that they found this, this corpse in the Himalayas and that you could still see the marks on there, which yeah. if people have received cupping, you know, on their back or other areas of their bodies, um, then they'll be familiar with what we're talking about here with yeah. the marks, you know, they're, they're just like these circular sort of bruise, kind of look like bruises essentially with the blood up at the surface of the skin. Mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't happen with facial cupping, right? Because you're constantly moving the cup around your face. So it's not having enough time to create that suction. So for people who are maybe wondering if they're going to have marks on their face. Yeah. So you mentioned there are many different benefits to cupping. And mm -hmm. um, I wonder if you could share a little bit more about that with us. Yeah. So when you do a cupping, you create a suction that uh, separates the different layer of the skin. Okay. Like it's like an inverse massage. So by the fact that you, you do a light stretching of the skin, it will really boost the blood circulation. You know, it's like a waking up for the, a wake up call for your skin. You know, like sometimes, you know, when you go um, running after a long time, when you haven't been running for a long time, you feel a bit like tingling all over the body. You want to itch a little bit. It's actually the blood flowing. Okay, when your body is not used to. And it happens sometimes with cupping, you feel like this rush of blood. 
Okay, so it starts to move the blood. In Chinese medicine, we say it starts to move the chi, stagnant chi. You feel like suddenly you feel like your 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 face is awakened. Can we say? It wakes up your skin, it wakes up your blood, it wakes up your chi, it wakes up the lymph, you know, it's like moving, okay? Um, so, so what it does when you, you separate the different layers of the skin, it boosts this um, lymphatic blood and chi, and that triggers um, collagen production. That's what I love about cupping. That's my favorite benefit. It's like it promotes your own uh, uh, collagen production. So from 30 years old, you know, your collagen decreases quite rapidly. Now I'm going to turn 42 and... You know, in Chinese medicine, you have cycle of eight. So 42 is another cycle for me. And I can feel, I can really feel, you know, like from 38 to 42, it's a massive difference for your, for your body. So you're happy to have like something that can help you to continue to produce more collagen. And so that will help, um, that will help uh, your, if you have like little fine line and wrinkles, or if you start to have a bit of a saggy skin, it will help to lift the skin. We can say it like a natural facelift. You know, like um, it will it will make your your skin more elastic, toner, brighter. Um, um, yeah, so fine line and wrinkles, dark circle. It's really good often. Or if you have puffiness, um, uh, because it will boost as well the lymphatic system. Uh, it's really good if you have also pocket of fat. You know, like sometimes if you have a double chin, it can also help to move away this extra layer of flat fat. Um, so it has so many benefits, you know, but it's all natural. It's your, it's encourage your body to heal itself. Thank you for sharing those. Um, you know, something I've noticed when I use the facial cups is that I, and I don't know if this speaks to, um, just sort of the circulation and the movement, um, of the, the stagnant chi, like you're saying. Um, but I feel like as soon as I begin to use them, I definitely get more color to my face. And of course, you know, yeah. that's, that's the blood kind of coming to the surface there. Um, but I also notice it seems like the whites of my eyes feel or look whiter. Does that make sense? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. If it's, it's, it's like that. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, maybe it's what you're saying with just sort of like the wake up call to your face and, and uh -huh. I feel like there's more of a brightness there somehow. And, and uh -huh. I haven't really been able to pinpoint like the physiological response that would make that. Yeah, happen. that's the first time I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do, I just, I feel like everything just sort of brightens up a little uh -huh. bit. And, um, and definitely I've only had my cups for a few months now and I've done yeah. some traveling and I did take them with me. So I was, oh, I've wow. been trying to be consistent about yeah. it. Uh -huh. um, and I'm just now starting to work with the, mini cellulite cup, which is obviously mm -hmm. kind of moving on from the facial cup techniques. Um, but I, I, so I wonder too, and you have so many amazing videos that you share with your audience. And um, one thing I just want to let people know about is that when they do order facial cups from you, you actually get this amazing bonus video series. And there's, I don't remember how many videos, there's maybe like six videos in there or something, but they're super informative and you really tell people like the direction of the strokes to use and different kinds of strokes they can use and how long to do it. So um, first of all, I just want to thank you for that because it's very informative and you don't just kind of get these odd looking objects in the mail and wonder what to do next. Um, so that's been really helpful for me but also the videos that you share in your social media. And it seems like with the, the cups that you offer, 
there's so much more that you can do with them as well. So, yeah. you know, we're talking about the face and how that can help with pain, how that can help with aesthetics, with boosting your appearance, with boosting collagen production, um, with helping us to keep the lymph moving because um, anyone who has studied the lymphatic system at all, um, we know there's no pump, right? So it, it, we rely on different means of movement to keep our lymph flowing. And that really can make a huge difference um, throughout our body with our immune system, and everything else. Um, but you have recently posted some some other videos, and so I keep kind of mentioning this mini cellulite cup. Um, yeah. And there's different ways that you can use that too, right? So what are the different ways that you like to work with that cup, and and how does it differ from the facial cups that you use? Oh yeah. So they're just a one centimeter in diameter bigger than the than the facial cup. Um, they're a bit more round. And um, so what they are really good for is like, it's to take a larger part of skin. So it's good to work on the body. But what I've noticed is like, what you find on the market for cellulite cup is like, it has this massive cup and it can be super painful. Anyone who has cellulite who has tried cupping is actually super painful. So if what is very interesting is like, the less you, you have cellulite, the less painful it is. So it's a pain is actually a good measurement to see the progress. Mm -hmm. And it actually works amazingly well. It works really, really well. Uh, you just have to be very consistent and you need a lot of time in front of you. Like I used to do it before having kids. I tried to do it after the second kid, but it's, uh, it's very difficult once you have children because you need like at least like 40 minutes to do two legs, you know? So it's, it's really good. I used to go to the gym like before kids, before husband, I was going to the gym and then I was going in the steam room in the hammam and I was taking my all my cup and I would stay there doing my, oh, it was just amazing. I missed that oh, time. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was so, so good. I used to love it. And, um, and it works. It really works. Um, so that's good for cellulite. That's good for, uh, for so many things. So if you have neck tension, Okay, you can use it on your neck. And it's actually like my husband is addicted. He has a cup like uh, on, on his desk on his desk, and he does the cupping over his neck. It's really good to release the tension here. Neck and shoulder is good uh, for uh, the belly if you feel bloated or if you feel like also you're a bit, yeah, a bit too much fat here as well. It's good for that. I mean, you can use the cup on your body uh, uh, for many, you know, for many different uh, conditions in a way. Yeah. Wonderful. I love learning about that. And um, I did the the one on my belly the other night just to yeah. see what it felt like. And it was a little bit strange feeling at first, but then it felt really good. And I felt really relaxed yeah. afterwards. Yeah. 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 It feels actually so good. It's like when, uh, when, like, if you go to a massage therapist, they often ask you, would you like to have your belly massage? And the first reaction is often like, mm, no, I don't really want, but it's actually once you get it done, it's so, so nice. It's very relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And I think, you know, a lot of us actually carry a lot of tension in our bellies and we don't yeah. even realize it. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of times when I go for any kind of massage, you know, they'll like get to somewhere on my arm or something. And I'm like, I had yeah. no idea I was carrying so much tension there. But yeah. once, once you start massaging that area, you can really feel the difference and the letting go of yeah. that tightness in the muscles. Yeah. Um, and I'm wondering, so I have tried the mini cellulite cup and um, I've tried it on my legs. And you mentioned that a lot of times that can be painful. And I yeah. did 
experienced that. And I'm wondering if you can speak to why that happens. What is it about that process that makes it feel painful in some ways? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, first of all, why uh, the mini cellular cup I, I didn't finish is like I didn't want to 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 sell the big cup that takes a lot of skin because it's actually really painful. So, by using the mini cellular cup, it's more local, localized and uh, and, uh, and and it's less painful in a way. But it's okay to be a bit a bit painful. If it's too painful, you can just release a little bit the tension. Just try to play with the uh, to play with the suction. I don't know if you manage to make it small, uh, a stronger or lighter suction. Just make it a bit lighter, and it's easier. But you're moving this cell, this fat cell that I haven't been moved for a long time. You separate the layer of the skin, you know. So it's it's in a way it's normal, and you move everything. It's quite powerful, you know. It's um you know you do like this. That's yeah. That's you. You stretch your different layer of skin. You move the fat cell. It's it's like um, the oh, how is it called in English? Palperoule in French. The massage technique. Paul Palperoule. Uh, what's the name? You know the massage technique when you take your fingers and you do like this. Okay, so you're kind of like rolling along and pulling. Roll, roll, yeah, it's the name. I forgot. It's Palperoule. Uh, is that something like rolling, maybe? Or no, 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 no. Oh, anyway, and and that's that's what you do on for for cellulite. Actually, you do it in France a lot, and it's, it is painful. You know, like you you create rolls and you move them along. You know, uh -huh. so, but that's, that's actually super good for your skin and for your cellulite. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. And so, so you mentioned with the facial cupping that it can help with sagging skin. And so I know a lot of times, especially for women, um, I think that cellulite also happens within men's bodies, but a lot of times it's, it's more, women seem to be more predisposed to cellulite and certainly might have more of a predisposition to wanting to rid themselves of that appearance of kind of like the dimpled skin and maybe the skin starts to sag as we age, even on, you know, our legs or other parts of our bodies. So um, with the cellulite cup, would that also help with like sagging skin on the legs or or places that yeah. you with cellulite too? Yeah, 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 yeah. And men don't have cellulite because they have the way, it's called the septi, septi, the, the, not the ligament, but the fiber that, that keeps the skin together. They are like, for the, for the men, they are like a cross, how to say, it's difficult to show on a, uh -huh, on like a podcast. Like X, like crossed. So all the skin stays tight. Where for, for women, they are like um, parallel. So the skin can bump like that according to the fat cell underneath. So men, the way the septae are formed makes that the skin is always, you know, like uh, it cannot move according to the fat cell. I I don't know if I'm making very clear, but anyway, women, only women have, uh, have, uh, have cellulite. That's so unfair. <laughs> I know. I know. Lucky us. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so interesting. So these, these septa, septa is what they're called yeah. and, and yeah. So like the fibers within the skin. And so within yeah. men, they, they kind of hold it down and hold it all tight. Yeah, they are crossed. So they hold it down. Whereas for women, they are not crossed. So they are like, all, like that. So if you have, for example, fat cell like that, the skin will take the shape of the fat cell like this. You know what I mean? Whereas uh -huh. for the man, it's like that, crossed. Uh -huh. So it. So a cross so, versus parallel. And so yeah. it determines yeah. the way that. Yeah, that I, 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 I would need to make a drawing to show you, but, <laughs> the, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how it is. Wow, that's so interesting. I did not know that. Um, Wow. Yeah. Lucky, lucky us. Um, but thankfully we have these interesting. Yeah, yeah. 
that we can work with these age old techniques. Um, and I think what's what's really relieving um, about a lot of this and as we talk about facial cupping and, and cupping on the rest of the body is that um, oftentimes as women age, you know, there's definitely this societal impact or conditioning that women kind of aren't supposed to age. We're supposed to just kind of magically yeah. always look like we're in our mid twenties yeah. or something. And, yeah. and that's just not life. Right. So, um, you know, I think a lot of women maybe struggle with wondering how they can obviously maybe look better, but, but also take better care of themselves, take better care of their bodies, um, and just be well. And so that's a lot of what, mm -hmm. Um, the focus is on this podcast is, is how to take care of ourselves on all yeah. different kinds of levels, whether it's our bodies, our minds, our emotions, our spirits. Um, so to have different techniques like this, where there's not as much pressure to, you know, obviously like some women may choose to go the surgical route and, and work with those different methods. Um, but I think it's really empowering for people to know that there are so many different options out there Yeah, yeah. and that these options have other benefits as well that it's not just about looking better it's about exactly better moving yeah. better feeling more comfortable in our bodies because they work better for us um, and they support us even more you know um yeah. so i just think that that's a really beautiful thing and it's really empowering yeah. so um again just all of the information that you offer um is is so wonderful and i really encourage people to to look into that and and to explore these different techniques um, and one of the things that you mention in your instructional videos, um, and it seems like any time that you're talking about cupping, is the importance of using oil before you start yeah. cupping. And so can you maybe explain a little bit about why that's important and if there are any particular oils that you enjoy using more than others? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So you don't want to do a dry, I mean, it's, it's called dry cupping, actually. Wet cupping is uh, when you make an incision in the skin, you let the blood flow and you put a cup over the, over the incision, which uh, makes the blood uh, fill up the cup. It's called wet cupping. So mm -hmm. what we're doing is dry cupping in a way that we don't do incision. But dry cupping, you need to have oil to do dry cupping on your face because otherwise the cup won't slide and that you will bruise. Okay, so that's very, very important to apply some oil and apply generously, generously oil. Okay, so when you do cupping, you actually encourage uh, um, an improved product absorption. Okay, so it's very important you use a good oil. For the body, it's not so important. You know, I would use coconut oil on my body, I don't mind, but for the face, you really need to use a good oil. Okay, so um, yeah, so whatever facial oil works for you, you know, if, if you use already some oil, use, uh, you know, use your, the oil that, that works. Uh, me, I recommend prickly persid oil. It's like, uh, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, to be honest, it's one of the most expensive on the market, the prickly persid oil, because it's quite complicated to do, uh, to extract the oil. You need like a million seed to produce one liter. And wow. eight hours so a of lot extract. of prickly pear seeds. <laughs> yeah, the prickly pear is very cheap. You know, the prickly pear is a cactus. It's, it's uh -huh. the fruit of a cactus. And it, it's very sustainable in a way that it grows in the desert. You don't need to do anything. But once you have the, the fruit, you need to uh, cut the fruit and take the seed. The, and only 5% of the seed of the prickly pear has the oil. Wow. 
So you need a million. So it's a million seed. It's like a bag up to here just to make one liter. So that's why it's one of the most expensive, you know, because it's very complicated to, to do. But the properties are just amazing. There is more vitamin E than any other oil on the market. So it's really good for your, um, it's very good for vitamin K as well for the dark circle. It's very good for the cell regeneration. It's very, it's, it's a really good oil, prickly persid oil. Uh, a lot of people that do, uh, they see the, the juicy market and they, they try to cheat, you know, and, and, and you, you need to be careful when you buy your prickly, pers uh, prickly persid oil because some, they sell, like, for example, you can go in Morocco, Tunisia, and, and they sell the prickly pear oil. And the prickly pear is like super cheap. It's a fruit, you know, it's a fruit of a cactus. And, um, and it's, uh, and actually they, they, tr they trick you to buy the oil when it's not a prickly pear seed oil. And some people also, they mix the seed oil prickly pears because very expensive with other things, other oil. So you need to, to make sure you, you, you find a good, uh, uh, a good, um, good provider. Right. So, so you really do get what you pay for, especially when it comes to that. Yeah. 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 Here. Yeah. If you see a cheap prickly pear seed oil, that's something wrong because it's actually very expensive to make, you know? Um, so that's one that is good that you can keep on your face, but, but if you already use some oil, just use whatever works for you. You know, it's like, let's not be complicated. Don't, don't use the oil that will clog your pores. So no coconut oil on your face or even almond is too heavy for the face. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% prickly pear, but, uh, but use whatever oil you, you feel is, is working for you. If you already have one. I would love to try the prickly pear seed oil sometime. I have not tried that one yet. I've been. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's, it can be. It can smell strong. What is interesting is like the smell is different from batches to batches according to when the pear has been harvested. Uh, so it, it was a summer. It was, it was winter. Uh, on which uh, side of the country it was, and wow. it, so the smell change, the color changes. It's a. It's a. Like you never know what you get in a way, you know, some are so strong. I mean, I had some people complaining to me like, Sakina, you know, they want the precious oil and they, and they put it on the face and it smells so strong. And I'm like, look, the stronger the smell, the better, but and it disappears. And some, they smell good, they smell fruity. It's, it's, it's um, like, like even me, every time I receive a batch, you know, I'm like, I can't wait to, to <laughs> what smell it. Like, like, what is going to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had two batches. It was so strong. I mean, I had people complaining, you know. It was, I mean, the, 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 it's amazing for your skin, you know, but, you, you know, so it's also... It's yeah. also right there next to your nose. So yeah, you it's all... Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it depends on time. And you can, what you can do is um, you can also mix it with a, a few drops of uh, essential oil if you don't like the smell. Right. But it's mostly, it's, most of the people, they like it, you know, it smells earthy, you know, earth, mm -hmm. earthy, earthy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's like that with plants, right? As an herbalist, I work with so many. Oh, yes, you're plants, yeah. And it's it's really interesting how, just like you're saying, the different times of harvest, where you're harvesting yeah. from, yeah. what the soil is like around the harvest location, what the weather is like, if it's been more rainy or more dry. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, so yeah. many different um you know, aspects that come into play yeah. when it comes mm -hmm. to how how something gets extracted, whether it's an oil or a tincture or even a tea, you know, just you can taste yeah. the difference in, you know, a mint tea that's harvested in the winter versus the summer versus yeah. different areas and locations. So um, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. And, and people who know, actually, I'm, I'm sure it's the same for you. People who know and often I have like um um aromatherapist or um, nutritionist that that 
that are addicted to, to the prickly persidol because they know and they can feel how good it is for the skin. I'm just sure, sure it's the same for you. You know, I'm sure you can really make the difference between some teas and other teas. I mean, you can feel what is good quality or not, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the more in tune you are with your body, but also the more you work with different plants and products like that, you, yeah. you do, you start to develop, you know, you can sense what's, what's really working for you and what's not. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm excited to try the prickly pear seed oil at some point. I've been using, I made a little mix of um, argan and jojoba oil. And that's okay. what I've been working with so far. Um, but okay. yeah, I definitely would like to try the prickly pear seed yep. time and see what that's like as well. Um, do you have any, I know that you, um, you mentioned in your different literature, um, sort of things to avoid after cupping, like maybe you don't mm -hmm. want to go right out into the sun or into any sort of yeah. harsh weather. Um, do you have any recommendations or, or preferences on cupping either in the morning or at nighttime or yes, what yes. would you recommend? Yes. So first of all, if you, if you're busy and you, and for you, it's difficult to find some free time for you, just do it whenever you can. Okay. It's like whenever you can, if you can, that's great. But I really, really recommend doing it before going to bed because at night time, you know, the skin um, becomes in recovery mode, transform into recovery mode. That's where your cell will reproduce. Um, so when you do cupping, you will actually encourage this cell reproduction, the cell rejuvenation in a way, your skin rejuvenation. You know, it's where your nails grow, your hair grow, that during the night. So when you do cupping before night, uh, and especially with the prickly pear or any other product, even if you have like expensive product, put them before the oil and do cupping, it will help the absorption. And then it will really help your skin to regenerate during the night. So I'm 100% for the night, like really 100% for the night. And um, yeah, 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 um, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, totally. you know, I've been, when I've been using mine, I have been doing it at night before bed. And one of the other things that I would speak to in that regard is that it really does feel so relaxing that it, it just kind of is a perfect, you know, sort of segue into relaxation and going to, going to sleep and it, it for me, it sort of sets that tone like, okay, now, you know, I've yeah. done my evening routine. I feel all nice and massaged and relaxed. Yeah. And, and especially, like I said, I was actually really surprised with the, um, with the stomach cupping, how relaxing I felt. After. Yeah, it, it, really very yeah. Eased, it felt like it eased tension throughout my body. Um, and, you know, you mentioned using, um, using the cups on the back of your neck for tension. And I'm a person who's kind of prone to holding tension in my body and mm -hmm. yeah. to getting tension headaches. And I haven't used the cup in that way yet so i'm really looking forward to trying that out it sounds like it would be amazing um yeah yeah, yeah. it's really nice yeah and just on the on the back of the neck there right just kind of yeah on the back of the neck yeah just from, yeah from the base of the skull down to the down to the shoulder like this uh-huh relaxing yeah oh nice yeah i'm i'm definitely gonna try that very soon <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so great um well, I, I just really appreciate um, this conversation today and um, it feels so, so nourishing and therapeutic and beneficial in so many different ways. And so before we part today, um, I would love to ask just in general, in any aspect of your life, what has been nourishing you lately? Yeah. So what has been nourishing me? So I did a, a, re a, yoga, a yoga retreat 10 days ago mm. and 
it was amazing. It was so nice. It was, oh, it was so nice. We were only five. It was an eco farm retreat. And, um, and my husband actually went last weekend because it was so nice. And I thought, okay, go, you, you need to go as well, you know? So it was very nourishing to just get away from it all and just take the time. So, so the teacher was like, uh, um, she was into TCM as well. So when we were doing some yoga pose, a lot of yin yoga, so a lot of stretching. And, uh, and so she was also uh, putting some TCM knowledge into it. And, and she was a Buddhist. I mean, she, she had just, it was just very, uh, very, very nourishing, very nourishing. It was, yeah. So I, I, with my husband, we said, okay, to do a few weekends, maybe like that, or maybe together to get away from, from it all in a way, you know, to do a little retreat was really nourishing. And um, yeah, yeah. And otherwise now we're waking up at, uh, at seven, I mean, we have kids that sleep well, you know, they, they wake up at eight, which is in a way annoying, you know, I would like them to wake up earlier because as soon as we awake, they wake up as well and then they are tired. But we wake up at seven and we do the yoga from Adrienne. I'm sure you know Adrienne. Everybody knows Ad Adrienne. Adrienne? Maybe so. It sounds familiar. I don't know. Apparently she's really famous. I just, uh, just discovered her. But we wake up in the morning and we do like uh, 20, only 20 to 20, between 20 and 30 minutes of yoga. And that's uh, at seven o'clock before the day starts, kids play around. And, uh, and that's been very nourishing, you know, to start the day with the flow, you know, with moving your chi in a gentle way. And, uh, and now also after I go for a walk on the, uh, so that's, 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 yeah, trying, yeah, trying to move the body in a gentle way to move the chi, you know, I, I say that often too people around me, I need to move my chi, I need to move my chi, you know, so that's, 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 that's what has been really nourishing at the moment. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing that, and it is so important to, to move chi, and I remember just in my sort of limited um, training in Chinese medicine that they sort of shared with us that all pain sort of stems from stagnation in the body. Yeah. So if, if, you know, it's like the whole, a body at rest stays at rest, a body in motion stays in motion. And when things are moving and flowing in our bodies and yeah. we just feel so much better. And yeah. just like you said, with um, starting with that sort of gentle movement, yin yoga is my favorite. It's what really feels most nourishing to me. I've tried me hot yoga and it just doesn't work for me. I get well, wasted. It's, it. it's, it's not good. Huh? It's, it depletes your yin, your kidney. Right. Yin. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's actually, uh, no, it's not good. Yeah, I, I am not a fan. Um, I much prefer the yin yoga, the gentleness, the stretching. Um, and it's also just such a great way to start your day when you can really be grounded in your body, right? Um, yeah. Because so many of us, you know, we, we have all the to-do lists and all the things that we're thinking about that, you know, that kind of are what our days are comprised of. And if we can start our day with getting out of our heads and more into our bodies, mm -hmm. I feel like we're just able to come from a more, a more grounded place. Yeah, and, yeah. um, it sounds just so beautiful that you were able to take some time and, and get away for a little while and do this retreat. And, um, I actually recently came back from Peru. I led a oh. nine day, um, a nine day wellness retreat in Peru, which was really beautiful. We had 10 participants and it was really lovely and nourishing in so many ways. Um, and I'm actually going back next month to do retreat myself so that I can, you know, oh, let people hold space for me and, and really allow myself to be in that space and be nourished and, and do some of my own healing. Um, and then when I come back from that, I'm leading another treat down in Costa Rica. So <laughs> amazing. 
but it really is. It's just, you know, retreats are such an amazing opportunity to, to really shift perspective, you know, sometimes, Mm -hmm. but also just to, to change up our daily routines and to Mm -hmm. give back to ourselves in ways that we may not have as much opportunity to on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend more than 100% to do a retreat some time to time. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So worth it. And, and you just yeah. feel so, so different and, and almost like more complete afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's amazing. You're doing that. Well done. Yeah. Well, again, Sakina, thank you so much for joining me today. I mm-hmm. am really looking forward to sharing this with all of the listeners here at Sage and Spirit. And it's so nice to see your face and to meet you in person via the internet. So yeah. um, thank you again for all that you do and for taking the time to be here today. Thank you to you. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to Sage and Spirit. You can download more episodes and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple or Google Podcasts. For more show notes and guest information, visit dancingsagewellness.com. Until next time, take care and be well.